So you said you know how to start? Yeah, so um, this is how we're going to start it. Um, hey guys, welcome to the Tempcast. Um, Steven, take it away. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a PlayStation showcase this week. <laughs> Did you know there were games at the PlayStation showcase? We're there. Please tell me about some of them, Krista. Oh, Krista's here too. Uh, Alan John's not here. Go ahead. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Great. Put it on me. You guys are just passing the blame, aren't you? <laughs> yep. 100%. Uh, epic news. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five got delayed. Oh, crap. Did it really? When is it? It's coming out 2022 now? March 2022. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. No, it's supposed to be the back half of 21. How are yeah. they delaying a game that came out eight years ago? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it came out already. Yeah. Yeah. I put 240 hours into it before I decided, I actually hate this game. You put 240 hours into the pre-release beta, apparently. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not out yet. It was, I keep uh, wanting to play Grand Theft Auto V, but I'm just like, well, they're just going to re-release it in like a year or two. Yeah, exactly. I've legitimately not played Skyrim yet. Really? Yeah, that's an actual fun fact about me. That's a goddamn delightful fact. How fun <laughs> is that? I'll probably play it on the PS5. The definitive yeah. version. This is this is this is what the developers wanted you to play. The final port, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, so Grand Theft Auto getting delayed. I don't know. We've been talking about GTA a lot lately. I really like the originals. Like the like the hot take. I like the three <laughs> PS2 games a lot more than I like GTA Five. Whoa, dude! Yeah, that's crazy. I even like Chinatown Wars. Wow, wow, man, you're nuts. Most of the reason why I hate Five is. Um, because it's it's stupid. I don't know. I like five a lot. I thought. Uh, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, your microphone just exploded. Yeah, yeah. holy Oops. crap! Sorry about that. I was messing with my settings, which was a bad idea in the middle of a recording. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. I only noticed it looked really low when I got scared, but I guess low is where it's supposed to be because I did test it beforehand and it sounded fine. I shouldn't be so fucking retarded. I really like five because um, I feel like that needs to get bleeped. <laughs> Well, it's all down, John. He's uh, he's in charge of the show this week. Pass the buck. That's you can't. They can't. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I it slipped out. I, I'm, I, uh, you know, double down. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to say that word because I am one. So, oh, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> so that makes it okay. Um, I really like GTA Five. Honestly, it um, it has one of the more solid stories out of the ones I've played. Granted, I haven't played all the PS2 ones. And I like the character switching gimmick. I just feel like it maybe it's getting some hate lately because of the extreme focus on GTA Online that's, you know, taken away from real Grand Theft Auto content. That was actually what I was going to say before I just decided not to say and just said, oh, it's just a poopy game. No, it's the online portion that really screws it up for me. I really like the story. Yeah. Um, but there were lots of glitches. It was hard to um, get things to work properly. Uh, when I played it anyway, at least unlocking trophies and stuff. And the online portion, it's it's just... I, I, also, I just don't like playing games with other people. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it sort of makes you do that. What do you guys think about Star Wars? Because that's an, another important thing that uh, we gotta talk about. That's an exciting one. So Knights of the Old Republic was announced to be getting a remake by Aspire Media, which was a rumor that was leaked around uh, April, I think. So... Whatever weird website reported that, it was like Cinelinks or some weird website I never heard of. They uh, they were vindicated, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested in like 
just how they're going to do it because I know that ever since Disney took over, basically they wiped the slate clean. Nothing was canon anymore except for the Clone Wars and TV shows and the um, uh, movies and whatever came afterwards. So that's the old Republic was deemed non-canon. Now they're remaking it. Are they going to try to throw it into the actual Star Wars canon? Is that even something that anybody else cares about but me? I feel like if there's anyone that cares about the canon and official timelines as much as you at Star Wars fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know much about Star Wars, but I guess they might. Do you think they'll have to rewrite parts of the story to make it fit the new canon? Or is there anything contradictory in there that conflicts with the rest of it? Uh, I don't know. If all only right. I was a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Has all media regarding Star Wars had to fit this new canon? Or have they like re-released books or comics that don't fit in with it? So they have, all right, so they wiped the slate clean and they have been slowly bringing things back. So um, Thrawn was a uh, character from um, Legends who was really big. Everybody loved that guy. And then, of course, when Disney took over, uh, he no longer was canon. And a lot of his um, backstory contradicted what actually happened in canon. So they eventually, they brought him back into canon. They rewrote him a little bit. So the character is back. Um, that seems to be what they, I mean, that might be the best way to get the characters from Knights of the Old Republic into canon is to just rewrite it a little bit, um, in a way that allows it to work. Yeah. And I'd say that's probably what they're going to do. Cause I know at least when they first took over, Disney was very serious about maintaining the canon. They wanted all the movies and the video games and the comic books and the novels and all that stuff to line up. And so, uh, I, I don't know if they're still as hardline about it as they were in 2015, but I don't really see why they wouldn't be. Yeah. I think the funniest thing about the announcement was in the press release, they said, after 20 years, this is the most one of the most requested remakes from the PlayStation community <laughs> okay. for Knights of the Old Republic, which was an Xbox original exclusive and PC. Yeah, that's an odd one to point to put out. <laughs> well, if anybody wanted the remake... Uh, they would be Sony people because they <laughs> haven't been able to play it. I've never played it um, because I, yeah, um, but I'm interested in doing it. Uh, my older brother is, he still plays it like regularly. Okay. It'd be good to go back to when Bioware was a competent company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of a competent company, how many, uh, that wasn't a good transition. Fuck. Uh, Insomniac's real competent. They're working on two games at once. Whoa! That's true. That'll go well. That always works out. <laughs> so they're working on a sequel to the... When did that Spider-Man game come out? Was it 2017, I think? 2017. Yeah. 2017. Thank you. 2017. They're making, they're making a sequel to that. And they're also working on a Wolverine game, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. There wasn't really any gameplay for either one, though, which is disappointing, I guess, because they only recently finished up that Miles Morales thing. Yeah, and Spider-Man 2 is coming out in 2023, so... Yeah. I have a feeling that they're not going to try to reinvent the wheel too much when it comes to Spider-Man 2. I don't see why they would um, change it up very much from Spider-Man 1, especially with Miles Morales being like much the same. Yeah, he has a few different abilities and stuff, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge difference. I guess really the main thing is that you can play is both both of them like back and forth here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to have Venom, I guess, as the villain. Did you watch the cinematic trailer for this one? It was kind of weird because it was... They were just both of them there and then Venom kind of popped up at the end. 
guys. I'm Venom. Yeah, but, but there's also a dude talking very menacingly, and he has, like, this thick Mexican accent, and he's asking, like, are you guys going to be enough of a challenge for me or something like that? And then Venom says, yes, we are. And I didn't know who the dude with the Mexican accent was. Uh, did they ever show him, or was that Venom? Oh, I thought that was supposed to be Venom, but I don't know. I, I've never known him to be Mexican, unless they're, unless, I'm, I'm not super up on the comics, but maybe the, they're doing an Albert Wesker with them, I don't know. <laughs> right. That, it could be it. Um, yeah, no, I don't think he was either. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm into that. I mean, he was Eddie Brock, and then he was like... Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. Um and I guess he was some other people for a little bit, but none of that really matters. Those are the two. Those are the two, um, only two anyone cares about. <laughs> yeah. God, wouldn't an Agent Venom game be cool? Have you ever read Agent Venom? I've not. It was a really weird book where it was about uh, this war vet who lost his legs, and the U.S. government gives him the Venom symbiote thing, and it takes over his body and gives him legs, and then uh, it sends him out on missions with like a machine gun made out of Venom goop. And he has to go and kill people for the government. And if he leaves the Venom symbiote on him for too long, it'll take over him and he turns into a monster. So he has to, like, come back from a mission quickly enough that he can get the suit off of him before he goes insane. Well, I wish you didn't spoil the entirety of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and yes, I am talking about the movies. Also, he's an alcoholic and they use his struggle to uh, stay away from alcohol as a metaphor for his struggle to stay away from the Venom symbiote. It's a good book. Oh, you should read it. Okay, so it's Iron Man. I got you. Basically, it's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I like Spidey Man. He's my favorite. Right, he is. right, right after Goku and Luffy. <laughs> the Wolverine game is really interesting, too. I wonder where that's going to go. Do you think they're going to do like a Logan harder, you know, mature rated thing? Or is it going to be a little bit more broad appeal like uh, Spider-Man is? Or it's going to be a serious version of the 2013 Deadpool game. <laughs> Did you ever play Ride to Hell Retribution? That that kind of plays like a Wolverine game sometimes. Mm. I think they should make it exactly like that. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. I hope Insomniac is listening. <laughs> you know, because uh, I mentioned that Spider-Man 2 is probably not going to reinvent the wheel too much. Uh, it looks like God of War Ragnarok isn't either, but I mean that in a good way because Damn, that great game was good. That game is awesome, and I'm kind of just happy to see more of it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the only thing that has me slightly concerned is uh, Corey Balrog, who directed the 2018 one, has been working on it. He's on a new project at Santa Monica. Oh. oh. So, apparently, the article I read said that it's fairly standard for directors of Santa Monica to move on to projects. They don't tend to stay with franchises very much. Yes. Corey Balrog traditionally did art and story at Santa Monica if he wasn't directing. He directed God of War 2 and the 2018 one. And the guy they have now is more of a combat guy, I believe. He's he's not... The guy that's directing this one doesn't traditionally work in story, which has me, like, maybe a little concerned, but I'm still more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know? Well, I remember, like, let's thinking back to the way old God of War is David Jaffe did one and two, and he had this vision for three, but they didn't have him on the project. And then three was a completely different beast from what he wanted it to be and then four is just a i mean well even more completely different (laughs) but yeah uh, i mean it's a whole different mythology and everything but no i really i really like the story of god of war starting from all the way back from the ps2 era all the way up to here because that's that's how i spent my uh the start of the uh pandemic in in march of 20 20 i played the first god of war (laughs) and i made worked my way all the way up to 
I started at God of War and I ended at God of War. Wow. <laughs> it all comes, they should have ended the series there. It all comes full circle. For, for people who started with the 2018 game, I really recommend playing those earlier ones um, just because it really shows that Kratos, because in the new one, or the new series anyway, in the Norse mythology, he seems like, oh, okay, he's got like, a, he's got, he's got a dubious past where, you know, he, he might've done some good things. He might've done some bad things. Like, no, actually he was, um, absolutely horribly, irredeemably, monstrously evilly. At one point he goes to heaven or, or I guess it's not called heaven, but, um, the Greek heaven. And then he's like, I got to go down to Greek hell. So he just starts slaughtering everybody in heaven <laughs> until oh, he wow. goes down to hell. <laughs> um, and then he crawls his way out of hell. He's like, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. Blah, 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 murdering everybody. I'm like, hmm, I actually don't feel good doing this right now. <laughs> like, it's fine killing, you know, everything. But when you're killing literal, like, like just people, who were just who were just innocent? They just went to heaven in front of your dead daughter too. I'm sorry for spoiling everything, but yeah, uh, he's not very uh, redeemable. And then you play the new, you know, 2018 God of War, and you're like, okay, you're kind of redeemable. What the hell? How did that happen? <laughs> so you need to play those earlier games to get that context. I really like franchises that take uh, characters that were probably not meant to be taken seriously or like have a lot of emotional resonance and take these ideas that were probably just implemented to be cool or badass or ridiculous and try to yeah. give them a real emotional weight or give that character a conscience or something like mm -hmm. I always find that stuff interesting. You can also sort of like suspend your disbelief. So it's like, I'm willing, like after I played the last, like God of War three, I was like, I know that they're going to have this new God of war. And I know that they're going to try to make me like this guy. And I do like him, but like, I like him as like a badass villain, evil person. Like there's no way that I'm going to think that he's a good guy. Um, but they wrote the new one in such a way where it's like, how, how I know everything that he did. I know what he did. And why, am I, <laughs> why am I forgiving him? But also it's probably been hundreds of years. So does hundreds of years of time between doing that, Redeem you? I don't know. Does it give you enough time to change? It's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Can can somebody who's probably worse than Satan himself? Oh, who actually killed Hades? Um, <laughs> redeem that, that's a good act. That makes him nice guy if he kills Satan, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think you totally misunderstood the whole franchise, Eric. Kratos no. is a hero. He kills Satan. He kills Satan. That well, makes him a good guy. And then he kills God. Uh, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, he killed Hades, but also Poseidon and Zeus and Athena and uh, basically everybody. So. And even like minor gods. He kills kids. He does. Wow, that's fucked up. He does. He killed Hercules. Nice. Helios. He, I think he rips his head off and like eats it or something. No, that's an exaggeration. But anyway, uh, so anyway, God of War Ragnarok is going to be good. Yeah. Uncharted 4 is also going to be good. Because it already exists. Yeah, and it's being remastered for the PS5, which is a little weird considering it's already backwards compatible. But what it isn't backwards compatible with is the PC, which is kind of cool. Which uh, this also leaked a few months ago that Uncharted 4 would be coming to uh, PC. But it looks like they're going to be bundling it into a uh, collection with the expansion, Lost Legacy. And it's going to be called the uh, Legacy of Thieves collection. It's kind of weird that they are remastering it for the PS5, but if they're pouring to PC, I mean, it's like... 
Makes a bit more sense. Free money. Yeah, it makes a bit more sense. Um, I played, I didn't have a PS3. I had a PS4. Um, and, the, and the first thing that I played on it was the Uncharted Collection, those remakes. And I loved them so much. And I never played Uncharted 4. So this will be the first time that I do that. So I played the remasters of 1, 2, 3. And you waited for the remaster of 4. four. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting. So Iron Galaxy, who ported the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot trilogies to PC, are doing the PC port of this game. Which is kind of interesting because didn't Sony recently acquire a PC porting company called Nixes or something? Yeah. Nixies? Yeah. So do you think they're working on something? Oh, like, I wonder what they're working on now is because we don't have any indication of any other PC ports coming from Sony. I think uh, the way Uncharted 4 leaked on Steam was they have a Steam page and they had a lot of entries register. And that's how people knew Uncharted 4 was a thing. Oh, so right. I'm assuming that they're working on some of those other blank listings that Sony put on their uh, profile page. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's exciting that Sony is taking this uh, half seriously because it's, you know, it's just good to see games be a little bit more available, right? Right. And, mm-hmm. and if PC does it in a way that seems viable to Sony, then I'm glad to see this happen. Speaking of being made available, why aren't they porting one through three to PC? Like, oh, here's Uncharted. <laughs> Start with the very ending. Start with the one called A Thief's End. <laughs> it, it, well, it's be- yeah, <laughs> it's because they want you to, um, they still want you to play on PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out on Xbox One, X Series X and um but not the not not all of the other stuff either so it's like really the 2.8 hd remix 1.5 plus 2.5 final collection battle didn't all thought that was all on xbox wasn't it i thought it was last i checked the complete collection wasn't but maybe maybe i maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm maybe i don't know everything about kingdom hearts i'm pretty sure it's on xbox oh is uh, it okay yeah Bringing 1.5 and 2.5 remix to Xbox One for the first time. Yeah, because it's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. Okay, well, in that case, they, they released it after they released Kingdom Hearts 3. So, I guess just hold on and hope that Uncharted 1 through 3 come to PC eventually. Yes, yes because um, Square Enix has uh, everything to do with Uncharted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it has everything to do with Tomb Raider, which is basically Uncharted. Uh, here, let me rephrase for my girlfriend's sake. Uh, Tomb Raider, or Uncharted is just a stupid Chinese knockoff of Tomb Raider. That makes sense. Yes. Wait, does your... <laughs> so why you, how come for your girlfriend's benefit you had to conflate Japanese and <laughs> Chinese people? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> why is she? Why is that some weird prejudice that no, you're indulging no, in, bro? You really shouldn't uh, no. enable that kind of behavior. No, that's, wow! That's, that's, wow! No, 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 uh, no. All right, let's move on before <laughs> yeah. uh, before Eric puts his foot in his mouth even more. Okay. Uh, I, well, I didn't. But you put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> you served it up on a golden platter. <laughs> But everything to do with PlayStation. If we're gonna go back to that, not only did PlayStation have a showcase, uh, a little dev came out with Ooh. a emulator for the PS4 just to show off and be like, well, even if Sony doesn't bring Uncharted 1 through 3 to the PC, maybe it'll be emulatable one day. Yes. Ooh, that's exciting. So a scene dev released a build of Spine PS4, which is an emulator that came out, I think it was about two years ago. And it literally just dropped onto the scene and everyone was like, haha, that's fake. And then it ran two games, actually. And oh, nice. It was the Mega Man Legacy Collection, which isn't the biggest deal, but the fact that there was just 
a random PS4 emulator out there working on something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so it did nothing for two years, like no updates, nothing, as far as I'm aware. And then suddenly the guy came back and was like, hey, here's a new build. And it had a whole like insane compatibility list. Like it runs Persona uh, 5 Royal. Wow. So this is pretty nuts. I mean, people are running Undertale just fine. Like any 2D games seem to actually boot and play. And to have that out of nowhere is pretty nuts. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. And so it's it's Linux exclusive, right? Yeah, it only runs on Linux. Although people are trying to rig it up to work on Windows, but I don't know. I feel like you're just adding errors to errors in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though, for Linux, though. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Like, this compatibility list is pretty big. And there's not full compatibility with all of these, right? Like, a lot of them just say intro or something. So yeah, I, like, they can start it. Yeah, like, it'll get to the title screen. Yeah, but, like, a lot of the Assassin's Creed games will get to the title screen. And then... Frozen Freefall Snowball Fight you can actually play. Holy crap. That's amazing, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is, like, super impressive, but does it limit it, like... I guess there's a lot of people that use Linux, but I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting starting point. I assume eventually it'll make it to, uh, some version of it'll make it to Windows, I'd hope anyway, or, you know, it can provide some groundwork for someone else to do something over on Windows. Yeah. You guys excited to play it on the, uh, on the uh, Steam Deck? (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things that I'm excited about for the Steam Deck is possibility of doing remote play from my ps4 uh, and 5 to it though i i think it'll work sounds like it would work right let's just have a vita bro <laughs> well no you can't do that with the ps5 oh. wait a minute oh. yeah vita is not compatible that is big sad it is big sad hey you can play ghostbusters the video game remastered on this thing that's pretty cool that's not a, that's all right nice is it the is it the uh Oh, wait. Yeah, it's the remaster of the old game, not the... That tends to be what happens when uh, they put remastered in the title. Hey, you guys want to fight? Is that, what, is that what's happening? <laughs> about, a, about a box? Yeah. Let's go. Oh. All right, let's go, man. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, no, this is really cool. I Yeah, like, there's not a ton of practical application for it right now, but it's a pretty impressive feat and will, hope, like I said, hopefully lead to uh, some bigger deals for you know the end user eventually yeah i mean it's impressive nonetheless i mean imagine what's going to happen in another two years when this guy pops out of hiding and is like hey now <laughs> you can play persona 5 royal completely you know yeah yeah that's crazy what if a week before he releases it sony sends a cease and desist just like jagex did with runescape oh but then they fixed it and that's also not news we're talking about today <laughs> but you guys heard about that right no. Uh, a little, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to briefly talk about it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> or should I not? Nah, I mean, go for it. We don't already have like seven topics for this episode. <laughs> oh, well, well, three of the topics are, are lies. So, uh, <laughs> lies? Yeah. What had happened was the dudes who made. All right. All right. Oh, so well, well three of the topics are, are lies. So, mm-hmm. and um, this guy put 2,000 yeah. hours into um, making a mod for it that gives you HD textures. And a week before it was, and, and this was really anticipated. Everybody knew about it. Everybody was hyped for it. And a week before he was going to release it, Jagex, which I think I'm pronouncing that correct, was like, or was like, um, hey, 
take this down. We don't like this because we're possibly thinking about doing something like this ourselves in the future. So then he took it down and everybody threw a temper tantrum. They got really mad at, at, at the company for doing this. And then they're like, okay, our bad. And they talked to the guy and said, all right, you can release it. So now he's releasing it. So yay, it was big news. And then it wasn't big news because he wasn't allowed to do it. And then they got yelled at so much that now he's allowed to do it. So that's how your voices can be heard. Just yell at a company loud enough. And they <laughs> will listen 100% of the time. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that. I'm surprised they didn't go the route of like buying his work and just making that what they were going to do. But the thing is, it's just like they, they said, we're possibly thinking about doing something like this in the future. I mean, they didn't word it quite like that, but it's it's not like, oh, he's stepping on our toes right now. It's like, hey, we might want to profit off of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, in news that actually matters, uh, how are you guys enjoying June? Because it's June 15th. Is it? It is because Atmosphere hit version 1.0. That's cool. It really is, actually. I mean, the team has been working on that for years now, so I'm sure it's a big relief for them to actually release version 1.0. And it's they rewrote a lot of code. I mean, it seems to be a really big release. So for anyone who still cares about hacking their Switch and hasn't hacked their Switch... <laughs> You know, exciting stuff. What are the updates? Like, what exactly are there new features? Are there what? Why was this a big enough deal that they deserved the landmark like 1.0 thing? So they, um, there was a thing called Fusay, or I think that's how you pronounce it. And oh, um, yeah. it basically was they rewrote the entire code, and so Atmosphere in general just is way faster now. Oh, cool! And so it's just speed boosts across the board, and I—it's probably just like a really stable update, which is probably why this went with uh, 1.0. It's finally stable. Yeah. Okay, well that's really cool. So it's not necessarily stuff for the end user, but it—it it is still landmark in that this thing is finally a little bit more stable. It runs faster. It's—I guess without the fuse thing, it's a little less complicated to install. I think because I remember that being a thing that I had to mess around with when I uh, installed Atmosphere a few times. Right. I mean, it, it's pretty cool, it seems like. I don't really know with the technical stuff, but, you know, it's good to see. It's exciting. I'm sure it's a big landmark. Just I don't know how to comprehend it correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I'm I'm hoping, I don't know, yeah, it just being a bit more stable is always good. I'm hoping maybe um, them reaching this landmark in terms of the more technical side, maybe they will be able to feel more comfortable working on end user features at this point. Right. Like maybe because they've hit the point where they feel like it's ready for a final release so they can work on improving it rather than finishing it. Speaking of which, it is worth pointing out that it's still, I think this is a pre-release, right? It's not technically out yet, is it? I think it came out since originally. I think it was supposed to come out the 9th? Oh, you're right. Yes, it came out on the 9th. Good call. So it's all good now. I'm going to buy a Switch immediately. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I should have gotten one already. Uh, they're pretty good. You still have to get the old one in order to do all this stuff easily, right? Yeah. 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 So you got to get an old one and then bust out the paperclip. Hey, I, I'm looking to sell mine. Do you want it? <laughs> uh, sure. I'll I'll trade you the Vita that I was going to give to Alan John. Love it. <laughs> as long as that, Wonderful. as long as he doesn't get it. 
Yeah, that's really all that matters as long as Alan John doesn't ever get a veto. <laughs> Thanks for editing today, buddy. Love you. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's still going to edit this episode. I'm sure he's going to love that part of the podcast. Yeah. Man, it's been a few minutes since I've had something explained by a lawyer, uh, Eric. <laughs> oh, do you need me to explain something? Obviously. Right, let me crack this up. <clears throat> <clears throat> so RetroArch just got <laughs> uh, Now you know. Wow, thanks, um, buddy. Yeah, isn't that an epic fact? It is so epic. That is... I, you explained that so well, I feel like I just ate the apple of knowledge. There you go. Epic Apple. Oh, that so totally reminds me. <clears throat> Let me put on... Shoot, I didn't bring my tie with me. Because normally I, I, I'm wearing a tie when I explain things with my lawyerly, lawyerly voice. Okay, so you you guys all know about the uh, Apple uh, versus... Or Epic versus Apple lawsuit, whereby... Um, Epic had... Epic Games, that is, had Fortnite. Uh, we like Fortnite on their... On the uh, Apple store. Yep. on iOS and or they had in-app purchases right um, and they didn't want to give Apple a 30% cut of all of the in-app purchases it was 30% right yes in Fortnite had a feature that let you that redirected you to uh, Epic Game Store so that you can purchase things that way was was there a discount if you did that or was it the same there was a discount they were there was uh, a discount it was a, but, I believe a 30% discount Oh, was it was it all the way thirty percent? I oh. believe so. Yes. Well, there was a discount. Epic gets more. Apple gets nothing, and Apple doesn't like getting nothing. So they said, "Hey, look, man, you had we had a contract. When you signed up with our store, you weren't allowed to, you know, redirect people to other payment methods. They had to pay through, you know, this particular platform, so that we get our cut, you get your cut, and everything like that." Epic said, "No, no, 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 no." Um, that's, uh, that's, that's illegal. So then they sued. Um, and I know that we talked about this on the podcast before. I don't remember what I said about it or what my opinion was, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that I was right in that there was a contract. The contract was agreed upon, uh, by Epic and Apple and Epic violated that contract that said, Nobody won in this lawsuit. Everybody lost. My understanding of the ruling is basically Apple is no longer allowed to block in-app purchases outside of the store. So they can't prevent other developers from, you know, redirecting people to other ways of purchasing stuff. So in that way, Epic was allowed to do what it did, or at least from now on. Uh... But... Or stores like Epic, not Epic itself, because Epic did, in fact, breach the contract that they had. And they still have to pay Apple like $12 million or something like that, right? Or, or uh, No, they they made $12 million in the time that they altered the payment methods. And so 30% of that has to be paid, which is about $3 million, I believe. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they still have to pay the commission because Epic did breach their contract. And Apple isn't forced to allow Epic back on iOS. So who really won here? <laughs> you know, okay. So what Apple wanted was to say, our contract is fine. We're totally good. Fuck you, Epic. You can't, you know, 
redirect people. Epic's plan was, yes, we can. And in fact, you shouldn't have kicked us off, you stupid, ugly monopoly. Um, let us back or you let us back on. We don't have to pay you anything. What the court said was, all right, Apple, you can't be doing that anymore. You can't force them to do that. However, you did still have that contract. So Epic, you still violated the contract, even though that's not really uh, how we're going to do things moving forward. So you have to pay them the 30 percent commission on the 12 million dollars that you made. And because you breached that, Apple is not required to allow you back onto the store because you haven't sufficiently proven that they're a monopoly either. Now, that doesn't mean Apple's not a monopoly. You just haven't proved that it's a monopoly, which is what you had to do. You had the burden of proving that because they were claiming that Apple was a monopoly. And I'm pretty sure the judge said something to the effect of success is not, you know, just because they're successful doesn't make them a Yeah, it doesn't make them a monopoly per se. Yeah. And Apple's like, yeah, we're the best. <laughs> and so nobody really won here. Well, so the thing is, it seems like there's, I don't know if it's conflicting information or, or what, but the more I read about the case, the more it seems like Apple straight up won. Because while they're not, they are allowed, or sorry, they're not allowed to um, force app developers to redirect people to other payment methods, they are still entitled to collect their 30%. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know exactly how that works from a technical standpoint. Like, if the app is allowed to redirect you to Epic's website, I don't know how Apple collects that money. But the court did say they're entitled to collect their 30% still. The court questioned whether 30% was fair, but they didn't, uh, you know, they can't rule on that. They didn't allege it. Say, yeah, they didn't say Apple needs to lower it. So, uh, I mean, really, this is going to be maybe a bit of a hassle for Apple, but. They're still allowed to get all their money they were making before. And also, though that ruling about, uh, I think they're called anti-steering policies. Basically, apps aren't allowed to steer customers towards another payment method. Uh, those were only found to violate Californian antitrust laws, I think. So likely, I imagine in the appeals court, this would be stopped from going nationwide, right? It would probably only apply in California at most. Uh. Yeah. So even the small win that they got is possibly only going to be restricted to a small area, <laughs> whereas Apple won on almost everything else. Epic is off of the iOS store or the app store. Everyone that plays that game is screwed over no matter, you know, they might have dumped however much, how many, many V-Bucks into it. And now they're just screwed over because they can't play the game on their phone anymore. It feels like a big, big loss for Epic. <laughs> uh, you mean it was an Epic loss? Oh shit! You got me there. (laughs) That's why you're the lawyer, bro. You're so good with words. You just you can craft an argument. (laughs) That's my whole uh, my whole my whole thing is I I win cases because I'm humorous. Yeah, you use that charm, and I also lose cases because I'm too humorous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was also a thing that happened a day or two before this ruling came out, where uh, South Korea put a new law into place where uh, basically what this ruling said that Google and Apple, well, Google doesn't do it anyway. So Apple has to uh, allow developers to redirect to other payment services. And Epic took the opportunity to be like, Hey, Apple, are you going to let us back on the, uh, the iOS store? And Apple said, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we don't know whether or not they're going to be allowed back on, you know, stateside, but it doesn't seem likely based on that. <laughs> and in fact, Tim Sweeney tweeted out that, uh, he will not put 
Fortnite back on the App Store unless uh, Apple starts pieing fairly, which feels a little bit like quitting after you get fired, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're not allowed on this. It's like, well, I don't want to be on there anyway. It's their yeah. loss. I, I, you know, it's like a virtual experience, man. Yeah, it's a metaverse, bro. Yeah, like, like, fine. You don't want my metaverse on your App Store, whatever. Yeah, so, and like the big thing that, I think the big thing that Epic wanted out of this was to get, uh, was to be allowed other app stores onto the iOS platform so they could put EGS on there, I imagine is what they wanted. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that would actually fulfill what they were saying, that they wanted to, you know, help smaller developers because then like Itch could get on there or whatever other storefront. And that would have been cool. That would have actually helped indie developers. It would have helped everybody. Whereas this really doesn't change anything. It seems like this whole uh, lawsuit was basically just a big waste of time. <laughs> Just, just like all that dead air was yeah, a big waste of time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um. So let's see what's next. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Six announced. What? <laughs> oh, that's uh, you. You're fooling me again. Oh, uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. You, you got read. me. I'm re- I'm just reading the topic list and <laughs> thinking. Correct. Wow, um, you're nuts. Lawyer explains the topic list. <laughs> All right. We're going to get banned off of uh, the iTunes store for having such a shitty podcast if we keep this up. <laughs> yeah. Should we? Is this is that the end of everything? We all done Down, here? You, you know, who needs Fortnite when on your mobile iOS devices when you could have epic other games such as... <clears throat> Alan Johnson. Bleep that out. Me about Bleep it. that out. <laughs> Read. Everybody, use my code Eric. You'll get uh, coins and chargers and um, epic champions, epic, epic game store champions alike. Just use code Eric. Thank you. And GBA Temp doesn't get any money, it all goes to me. And then I take that money from Eric. That's true. That's true. Uh, we have to pay uh, rent for the Texas uh, office. Exactly. So please, if you if you if you enjoy the Tempcast, um, patron me, please. Like, comment, and subscribe if you want Eric to go on trial for his Deoxys drama. Okay, goodbye, <laughs> everybody. I still want to do that full trial. Yes. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. You, you absolutely are, did. You must. You are a oh, criminal with Pokemon. Knock off. Oh, okay, we're we still recording. <laughs> <laughs> She can't save you from this trial. Don't try to get out of it like that. You're not getting off the hook. Okay. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye. What the fuck was that shit? Yeah! This was by far the worst episode of The Tempest ever. They could even recognize Craven the Hunter. Like, what the fuck? How do you not know basic Spider-Man lore? This was a total disaster beginning time. Yeah! Also, the lawyer segment sucked balls. Eric Sounder did not even explain the lawsuit. Stefan had to do it for him. Honestly, I still cannot believe this podcast doesn't have Portuguese captions yet. Yeah! How am I even supposed to share this with my friends? Also, 
When is it finally going to be available on SoundCloud?